Welcome back to another episode of Manifest Mindset. Um, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, and Happy New Year. Absolutely. I'm enjoying the restful, relaxing time with my family, good friends, and I hope all of you listeners out there are as well. Oh, how was your Christmas? I forgot to ask you. <laughs> yeah, no, it was, it was great, Bob. Um, yeah, really nice time with the family. We actually got back the day before Christmas from a vacation out in North Carolina on the beach. So that was a absolute blast of the time. Just a good chill time with the family. Everybody's kind of a little bit slow moving, recovering from late night of travels, but great day. What about you? You and your mother have a good time? Um, Yeah, we went to my brother's house and... Are you familiar with the show Ryan's Reviews? Ryan's Toy Reviews? No, never heard of it. It's basically like a like a YouTube channel where this little kid, his name is Ryan, like 10 years old. I don't know how old he is, but he basically reviews toys. And he's <laughs> he's one of the top like money-making YouTubers in the world. He, last year, according to Forbes, he made like 22 million. Um, but basically Wait, he- you can buy a lot of toys to review with that money. Yeah, yeah, but but his parents just t- have like just taken over and and have just like are they're doing the reviews themselves uh, with yep. with the kid in the background. But basically, my entire Christmas was just watching that show uh, <laughs> with with my nieces. Um, but yeah, that's that's pretty Bob, much. How, how old are your nieces? My niece, uh, one one is four and one is three. Nice, fun ages. So yeah, good luck with them. Yeah, they're nice people, I think. <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> uh, one day they'll be listening to this. And maybe like five years from now. To, nope, maybe ten years from now. If we're still doing this uh, ten years from now. Um, but it's exciting stuff. So yeah, so anything on, on, on your mind that you want to talk about today, Nick? Yeah, so Bob, um, I mean the, all, the honest answer is almost always is no. Um, but with it being the holidays, with it being um, coming up to New Year's soon, I wanted to take a moment because, you know, a lot of people use New Year's for New Year's resolutions. And I think a lot of people set goals that they're not really invested in. They're not, they don't have a resolution. They're not resolved to really go about and stay committed to them. Or, you know, so many times they've tried to set goals in the past and, it just hasn't worked, so they've even stopped doing New Year's resolutions. Um, and honestly, I'm, I'm not really a huge fan of New Year's resolutions. I'm a fan of resolutions. I'm not a fan of waiting to New Year's to have to have the resolutions. Okay. Um, but I think it's good to use your environment to help you out with that if you're having a hard time. So, Bob, something I, I was thinking about, and we'll at the end of the podcast, we'll talk about this. But I've got a good book in mind, and I'm sure you've got tons of books in mind, but a kind of good action step to give our listeners. Um, I want to do a little book recommendation at the end of our podcast for them, something that they can take some time to go out and read to be a little bit of more food to pop for them. Okay, yeah, no, I I like that idea. Um, but let's talk about that. Do you, want, do you want to start with the book that you want to recommend? Sure, absolutely. Um, so this was a book I read about a year ago. It's called Relentless by Tim Grover. Uh, yes. Yeah, are you familiar, Bob? I, I know the book, but I, I never read it. But uh, enlighten me, Nick. Enlighten me. What, yeah. What's the plot? So, Tim Grover is not a man that people have wishy-washy opinions of. You either 
for the most part, you either like him or you don't like him. Um, this man is in charge of Attack Athletics. He was a personal trainer for Michael Jordan, among with among a number of other um, famous basketball players, elite, high-level, best in the world. And while he's a good personal trainer, he's a great mental trainer. He gets into the mindset. He gets into that elite mindset about what makes people elite, what makes them the best at what they do, and what he calls the closer and the cleaner. So people talk about like, oh, you're clutch. You've got this mentality. You know, you can you can finish. You don't you don't crack under pressure. He has this idea of you need to take it to the next level to be at that. Not only in those closing minutes, you need to be that way all the time. And it's a book where he gets into the mentality of elite athletes. And I think there is a lot that we can learn from the mentality of the elite, whether it's elite athletes or in any other field about how you can take ownership over yourself. It's a book I like a lot. Um, I'd say I probably very strongly agree with about 80% of what he says. Okay. And I very strongly disagree with about 20% of what he says. And it's great because I think a lot of people are looking for, when they look for books to read, they're looking for something to give themselves affirmation. They're looking for something that, ooh, I can relate to this. This is cool. Sometimes I look for stuff that I don't agree with because it, when you're put up against something that you don't agree with, Bob, you have to, you have to, it really puts what you think in question. And by questioning what you already believe, you're just strengthening your own belief. Um, or you're at least having the opportunity to strengthen that belief by having an argument against it. So I really appreciate Tim Grover and his mentality. And I agree with a lot of what he does. I disagree with some of what he does. But either way, a fantastic read. Okay. That, that's amazing. Maybe I'll pick that book up, uh, pick that book up and check it out. Um, but do you remember what, what he said about getting into that state of focus? Or like how he does it? Yeah, so, I mean, for, for him, he's there all the time. He just says that, you know, for him, he is always in what people call the zone um, flow state. And, you know, they've done research studies. They've done MRI looking at people's brain activity when they're quote-unquote in the zone. And... It's not that you're hyperactive. People think that, you know, you're in the zone, that you have everything going on, that you're so hyper-focused. But it's actually this very relaxed and aware state at the same time where everything you're doing is focused on the present moment. Um, and for him, he's a big fan of action um, and about just doing the things that you know need to get done. And he doesn't... He doesn't care about passion or emotion all that much because he sees way too many people having emotion or passion and not following that with action or not having not doing anything about what's, what's the follow-up. And so he's a big fan of having to push through that and just saying, okay, what is the objective? What do I need to get done? How do I have ownership over this moment? And how do I get locked in? Huh, it's interesting. Wow. And, and do you find yourself in that similar state as well? You know, that's a good question, Bob. Um, I think that every interaction calls for a different type of state. Um, 
just like you know doing this podcast with you kind of being locked in quote unquote would look very different than me being locked in on the soccer field being locked in while i'm teaching other people locked in while i'm learning new skills for physical therapy um but i think a lot of it has to do with are you aware of what you need to be aware of and really taking full control of that and can you cast other things out of the way that you don't need to be aware of and i'm in that zone a lot i'm i'm there a lot could i be a lot more absolutely i've got tons of room to grow um but I'm there a lot, and I think for me, what continues to fuel that and how I can get back in there easier is humble confidence, having the humility that, man, I know I need to get better. I know I need to keep growing because for me, I can't learn something that I think I already know. I can't go after something thinking I'm already the master. I have to be the student, one, because I am. But as I keep getting better, it's you've always got to have that student mentality of, being a student of the game, being a student of your profession, being a student of life. And there's always something more you can learn. Um, Definitely. But being being in that locked in state, that ready state, being in the zone, you're that much more aware aware and available to take in those lessons. Yeah. And and to to add on to that, that student mentality, um, I don't know who coined this term, but but there's this term called the teachability index. So, Everybody has a certain teachability index, which basically means how teachable or how coachable somebody is at a certain period of time, right? Uh, When we start out young, when we start out inexperienced, our teachability index is very, very high. We're like a sponge. We absorb everything we, we, uh, like everything around us. And then we keep on learning and learning until we get a piece of paper. So that piece of paper is the college diploma, right? Once... Well, majority of people, once they get that, they just stop learning. Right? And now, Bob, Bob, are you, so for people out there who haven't gotten college diploma or haven't gotten, you know, <clears throat> I think of a degree, let's say, um, or they've gotten things beyond that, would you equate that to any kind of affirmation? An affirmation, what do you mean by that? An affirmation being like a recognition of something good you've done. Yeah, so, so once they, they reach some sort of point where they feel like they, they achieve something, then, then they yeah. stop learning, right? Yeah, so, so that you have a goal and you've achieved the goal, and then all of a sudden you're done. Yes. Yeah, and that's something that, you know, um, Tim Grover gets into big time with a lot of his athletes, with Michael Jordan, with Kobe Bryant, um, about guys that, okay, they won the championship, and he's getting on there, and... They're already three hours after they won the NBA championship. They're playing about next year about how to get the next one again. Wow. People were, and Bob, I'm a big believer in this. It's, I love, I love to celebrate. I love to take recognition of the glory of individual moments, but I've always been a big believer in the goal is a secondary accomplishment. Yes. The primary, the primary accomplishment is the person that you have to be the transformation that you have to undertake to be able to achieve that goal because in order to achieve the reason we set goals, Bob. So the reason we set goals is because we have something that we have not yet achieved that we want to achieve. That's what a goal is, right? Yep. It's a, it's a definition of how can I get something I don't have yet? Wow. That's a very mature viewpoint to have. And you, you don't have it yet because you want it because, and the reason you don't have it yet is because you haven't been ready yet to get it. Okay. So now you're saying that I, 
will do what it takes to achieve this goal, which means you're willing to undergo a transformative process to change who you are to get that goal. Yeah. I mean, the problem, people come in for physical therapy. Um, their goal might be able to, for a ton of different people, for some people, it might be to walk 20 feet by themselves. For some people, it might be to, you know, do a clean and jerk of 140 pounds. Mm-hmm. You don't know what it is based on the athlete, based on the person, based on the condition, but they have a goal. Yeah, so and then they're, they're not, not going to set a goal for what they can do day one. They're setting a goal for what they think is at the edge of possibilities, but they think they can do. Yes, and then that transformation that you mentioned, it's both an internal transformation and an external transformation. So if, if they're Absolutely. injured, they, they need to externally get better, but then internally they need to conquer their fears of, of maybe walking more than 20 feet or, or lifting more than, than 200 pounds, right? So, so it's, it's a transformation right. of both. Well, and then I really absolutely. like that viewpoint. Yeah, go ahead. No, I was just saying, yeah, like you talk about internal, external, it's both the transformation has to occur mentally and physically. I think where, where a lot of people like really relate to the person, like really relates to the story is the internal transformation. Um, I mean, sure, like we talk about oh, he made a million dollars. But I feel like where people really respect the person is through the internal transformation. So like somebody made a million dollars, that person had to become a, a better a better marketer, a better salesperson, a better business person, right? And then he, he made that million dollars or she made that million dollars, right? Um, and, and I think- you, you, you talk about this power of storytelling and we've touched on this on past episodes of this podcast. I really think that people need to tell those stories more often. I think we need to get better at telling those stories. And I think we need to tell those stories more, more often because that all that, this is about the redemptive nature of the human spirit and what people are capable of doing when they put their minds to it. And when we see other people doing this, all of a sudden, hey, I could do something like that. Yeah, it, it gives me permission. It gives me permission to try because all of a sudden... I've seen it happen, so it's within the realm of possibility. Telling, I, I believe that telling a story or being able to tell a story is one of the most important skills to have, and then having an arsenals of stories to tell, right? So yeah. th- that way you, you could break down beliefs, that way you could help people reach a change, a positive change in somebody else's life. Um, j- just stories are the way to, to break down the barriers. It's like, it's like having a stick of butter and then stories is that knife that cuts the butter. I don't know. I'm gonna go av- I'm gonna go avocado for myself because I'm all about the avocado. But you have your butter box. Yep, I <laughs> I'll take my butter. Um, but yeah, do, do you mind if I share my book for? Please. Okay. So my book. Um, this is a super super classic. Uh, normally I, I read mostly sales and business and marketing books, uh, but yep. but prior to that I used to just load myself with. Uh, personal development books and personal uh, self-help books. And I feel like that's a critical piece to get down. Oops. Uh, I feel like that's a critical piece to get down because again, like, like we talked about in every other episode, that mindset is a key to everything. Um, so this book, just to give a little bit of backstory, uh, it, it was the first self-development book that I ever read in my entire life. Uh, it was probably one of the first books I actually read from front to, to end. Um, and it was when I was, I think, a junior in high school. Um, I had this this business class 
And that entire course was built around this one book. Um, it's, you said your junior year of high school? My junior year of high school, yes. A business class, that's pretty cool. Well, it was like an international studies kind of class, but um, but basically the, the whole course was built around this one book. And, and the course itself, it wasn't like a great course. It was like kind of like a joke course where like people just go in and they get 100. Um, but there was one thing that I, I would never forget. I don't know why it just always stuck with me, but it, it's some sort of riddle. Um, I'm, I'm not going to – I don't know the riddle completely, <laughs> but let, let me ask you like half of the riddle. and Let's see if you can solve it, Nick. All right. Oh, boy. All right. All right. So, so this one thing is a gift. Okay, it's a gift that you can give to anybody around you, and everybody will take it. Um, and that one thing that you give always brings joy to the other person and to yourself. The gift is free, uh, and you can give it to somebody who's poor, who's rich, or anybody else in the world. What is that one thing? I hope I love man. That was a horrible version of that riddle. Um, but but here here goes nothing. Is it? I'm going love. Love close love? close. Um, a smile. A smile. There we go. That's it. Boom. It's a smile. All right. I'll take I'll take it on the second guess. Yep. I mean, I, I'm surprised you got it because I I literally butchered butchered that that riddle. But but that was basically our exam, like our final exam. That riddle. <laughs> um, and the answer was a smile, and everybody got a hundred. But but I'd never like forgot that moment. Um, and that That's came cool. from Dale Carnegie's book, How to Win Friends and Influence People. Yep, it's a super super classic that everybody should read if they want to interact with people. If if they know a human being, or if they are a human being, they should read that book and just read it and master it because it's, it's critical to to interacting with people. Uh, the title sounds weird because. It's how to win friends and influence people. That, that sounds creepy. That sounds weird. Um, I still remember when I when I had that book. When I got the the book after that course, people were looking at me funny because the title was how to win friends. Like, I mean, I, I still gives a facade that okay, are my friends fake now because I won them in some kind of like carnival contest or whatever. Yeah. Um, but smiling was, I think, it was. Uh, second or third chapter that's one of the takeaways i got away from that and the second big takeaway is the name is the sweetest sound to anybody's ears uh so, so the person's name um so another backstory yeah. <laughs> I, well I, i'm i'm laughing bob because you know i have no idea who said it originally or what but there's an old story um or an old phrase that goes like if you want somebody to listen to you for hours, tell them about themselves. Yeah, definitely. And then to, to get somebody's attention or to get somebody to, to get, I got build rapport and trust them. You got to know their name, right? You got to be able yeah. to, to say who they are. Um, but a little bit of a backstory about how I use this principle. So I'm currently in a physical therapy program at Ithaca college. And I came into a class for summer anatomy, um, a group of other 80-ish people in my program. And I had no idea any of the people's names, any, any, other, any, of, the, any of my classmates' names um, in the right. program. And so for that, Bob, you had joined this class recently. You had jumped ahead a year, correct? Yes. So I was, I was a sophomore, and I jumped over to 
the junior class uh, j just because of some academic stuff. But I didn't know anybody's names. I didn't know anybody's faces. So what I did before the first day of summer anatomy, um, I looked at the roster for everybody's names in my class and their picture, and I memorized it. That's what okay. I did. Um, so then every time I would see somebody in my class, I would say, hey, Tyler, or, or hey, whatever your name is. And um, it was a great, great, great way to build rapport. And I can tell you that it worked well because I became friends with a lot of people and people are friendly to me, right? And another example of this, um, one of my professors in this same program, in my uh, the college program, he, when he uh, got assigned to a class and he didn't know any of the students' names, he would take the entire roster of everybody's um, profile picture and name and put them on index cards. He would put them on index cards and there would be fun facts on the back with each index card. And every day he would just look at the, the index cards and the names and he'd do their best, his best to, to memorize each name and each fun fact. And I just think that's one of the coolest things ever, just, just knowing somebody's name and being able to connect with them. Yeah, absolutely. So, well, I mean, yeah, and I think people, like you said, people get recognition for their name. They get to feel at home, more relaxed in their environment. Um, so like for me, Bob, I haven't, so like the, pl when I'm at school, the place I go to breakfast every morning, actually all the multiple places I go to breakfast, I don't say my order anymore. We ladies, they've already got my order written down. I, I walk in the door. I just say, hi, chat, a storm, whatever. We know each other by name. They've already got my eggs all ready to order and stuff. And it's just, it's great. Cause you know, you walk in, you feel like you're right at home. You're friends with everybody. And you don't, you don't need to do all that work, that hassle. Everything's just a good personal relationship. And it's a good feeling. And it should be like that all the way around. And it's encouraging that, you know, we should keep interacting with our patients that way. We should get our office staff to when we see, when they see a patient that comes in regularly, they should be able to say, oh, yeah, so-and-so, you know, we know you by name. And yeah, like you're, they, they should come check in. And before they even say their name, the office staff should be say, you're all set. We'll let your PT know. Yeah, no, definitely. Like I, I was just thinking that uh, before you mentioned that, like if, if you imagine going to a doctor's office and you walked in and the front desk person says, oh, hey, you, uh, yeah, you, you, you're ready. Let's, let's get you back. Right. <laughs> okay. You get over here. <laughs> or compared, compared to somebody like when you walk in and the front desk person looks at them and says, Oh, Hey Kate, you made it on your two point two o'clock appointment. Yeah. We're, we're ready for you. You can come on right back. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Versus what's the first question here? Um, do you have your insurance card ready? Yeah. Like that's yes, you're right. The name is such a, a critical component of everything. Uh, but what, what gets me really frustrated is if I can't pronounce the name, um, I'll try my best to say it, I'll butcher it, and then they correct me, and now I know for the future. But the, the initial like saying the name wrong gets me a little bit frustrated. But, yeah. Gotta live and learn. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so those are two of our favorite books or two of our like book recommendations for the year check them out uh because i heard good things about relentless 
And I feel like How to Win Friends and Influence People is a great classic that everybody should read as well. Um, recommendation I want to make, and again, I have no company sponsor with any of these recommendations I'm making. These are just good tools that I found useful. There's this really cool app that I use. It's called Blinkist. Blink I-S-T. And what it does is it takes all these books and it turns them into basically like a Sparknote version. Um, you can take them chapter by chapter, have like a page per chapter. It'll print it out in text for you. But what it also does is it turns it into an audiobook. So I can download unlimited number of audiobook summaries of books. So I can listen in my ear to a book in 20 minutes. Hmm. Um, it does have a fee for the app, but it's a fantastic way for me on the go when I'm traveling, even during my workouts. You know, I can easily read, I can say I read three books during a workout. Well, and it's pretty way of fueling my mind. So that could be something else too to have our readers check out as well. Yeah, if we're if we're sharing resources, um, one great I mean one great resources is podcasts. Like just listening to podcasts to, for any topic. Like if your if your goals are to to become fit and lose some pounds, you can listen to a podcast. If your goal is to get a better mind, develop self confidence, and and help with that mindset, you can listen to our podcast. So po podcasts are a great resource too. Um, and another thing that, that really helps me personally with, with productivity uh, is is a cold turkey. Uh, there's there's this application called Cold Turkey. Basically, if if you usually get usually distracted with sites like YouTube, Facebook, things like that, and you know you don't really have a good handle on it, uh, and, and that's something I struggle with with YouTube, is I just block the site completely with Cold Turkey, um, and no matter what I do, I can't access that website. And sure, if, if there's, like, emergencies, you could, like, reset the entire computer. Um, but that's such a hassle that it's not worth resetting it. Um, but just doing that boosts... Bob, what do you use that for? Uh, yes, I use it for, for YouTube. Um, yep. Just to prevent myself from watching cat videos and dog videos <laughs> uh, for three hours straight. So, Fair um, so Bob, um, I'm, first of all, I'm sorry to all of our listeners who have to put up with me for this. But, Bob, it's kind of your fault. You said turkey reminded me of Thanksgiving, which means I have to tell a bad Thanksgiving joke. Oh, hit us. All right. So, Bob, question for you. Why did the turkey get kicked out of the sports game? Because it was a wide Because he tripped a fan. Because tripped a fan's a protein in turkey that makes you tired. But he also tripped a fan. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> All right. All right. Moving on. All right. Moving on. So, speaking of changing subjects, Bob, talk to us about your goals for this week coming up for what you had said already. Yes. Yeah, so, so last week I said, so I created this, this Dream 10 list uh, for my clinic, my, my acupuncture clinic. And basically I found 10 people that, it would be a good resource to connect with, like a good uh, good other business, good other local business to connect with. Uh, basically, I found three yoga studios, two gyms, and five doctor offices. Um, nice. So that was my goal last last week. My goal for last week, for today, was to reach out to all of them. So right before this, 
right before getting on this podcast, um, I wrote out 10 thank you letters. I put them in mails, mail order form, mail letters, and I'm about to send them out. Um, I'm sorry? I said old-fashioned snail mail. Gotta love it. And again, something more for the authentic gesture. It'd be easy effort to send email out, but people can see it going above and beyond a little bit, getting it out there in person. Yeah, I, I wrote everything in hand. Uh, hopefully they can read it. If not, <laughs> I don't know what's going to happen, but hopefully they can read it. Um, what's my expectations with this? That's the, the next question, uh, I guess, for the for people listening or and for myself. What's what's my expectations with this? Um, Bob, Bob, let me interrupt you for a second. Um, when you wrote that thank you letter to them, um, t- tell us more about what you wrote, what you said. Um, you know, did you include anything if there's going to be a follow-up or something like that? What did you what did you write for people out there who might be looking to do the same thing or find this interesting? Yeah, so, so this is my thought process. Um, the, the normal protocol with the Dream 10, the Dream 100 strategy is to send a letter plus some sort of funny object inside the letter. Um, I don't have the luxury of doing that. I just have cards, which which is still great, in my opinion. Um, but, but basically what I wrote in the letter is, Hi, whatever your name is. Hi, Dr. John, Johnny, whatever. Um, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, and Happy New Year. We here are a local clinic, and we just wanted to say hello. Thank you, Bob Chang. P.S. Uh, you're always welcome to come to get a 15-minute free acupressure session. Um, just bring this card. And that, that's it. I like that. I like that. It's a. There's no pressure on them. There's nothing that they have to do to feel pressure to take action on but it's a nice gesture to reach out they're more likely going to send people your way and if you want you give them a free opportunity to check out what you're all about to showcase who you are and what you do yeah and and this is like a cool tip for anybody into like copywriting and, and like business writing and stuff people read the ps more than the actual letter so, so there, there's more percentage of people that actually read the PS note than the actual letter itself. So you want to put, I guess, your most important thing in that PS part, um, just from like some strategy, if, if anybody's ever writing stuff. Um, but but that's, that's basically it. Uh, and then I, I handwritten their address and then my, my location and everything and put a stamp on it. I'm going to send it out uh, right after this. Um, but what are my expectations? So send pen and letters out. I, if, if everything goes amazing, I probably get one person, uh, to show up and get a free 15 minute massage or free, free 15 minute acupressure session, whatever you want to call it. Um, but, but the plan is after I send these 10 letters next week, I'm going to send an email saying, Hey, whatever your name is, did you get my letter? Um, if you did, did you want to come and, and get your free, whatever, free 15-minute massage, acupressure? Um, and then I'll build connections like that. So so what I'm trying to do is I'm not trying to sell them anything. I'm not trying to, to ask them for referrals. What I'm trying to do now is I'm trying to, to dig my well before I get thirsty. So when there's a shortage of patients, when there's a shortage of things, that's what I'll ask. Right now, we're, we're doing fine. But I'm trying to build relationships so when we're in that time period, 
we do get some sort of, I guess, quote unquote, referrals from from them. Does that make sense? Absolutely. And, I, you know, I think, you know, you're talking about, Bob, your acupuncture business. Um, I think relating it back to physical therapy, I think as PTs, we don't do a great job of marketing, of demonstrating all that we're capable of doing. And I think it's really important and crucial to be able to give ourselves opportunity to showcase that. And But for no matter what profession you're in, to showcase your value and why it's important. So getting your name out there like that, Bob, I'm a big fan of that. So I think you're doing some great work. Yeah, I, I'm excited to see what happens. Um, and if nothing happens, I keep on sending a letter. I'm going to... Well, the plan is I'm going to every every Christmas, New Year's time, I'm going to send a letter to these 10 people, um, even if they don't respond. Um, and I like, you know, they might mention something in passing to some of their patients or clients that they might come as a referral off that, that you have no idea they're actually a referral. Yeah, maybe. Um, but that was that. So I finished that. Um, so that was a great feeling. Um, and then for the second matter, last week we talked about doing our book like just talking yeah. about section one uh chapter one just creating a, a really rough 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 outline for that spending around like 20 minutes so right before this podcast recording me and nick went on to, to do that uh we spent like around 25 minutes just just creating this this really bare bones skeleton process of the the section one of chapter one or, or chapter one of section one um yeah and so far, I think that the, the skeleton is, is looking pretty good. It's, uh, I think it's a skeleton. I think we've got a good direction. It'll be exciting to add some more me and ligaments and tendons onto those babies. Well, I, actually, I think we just have like one vertebrae right now. That's that's our uh, that's our skeleton right now. <laughs> I'm I'm going, I'm going two vertebrae. Okay, two two vertebrae. But um, each I think we're, we're, we got the thoracolumbar junction right here. Ah, that's that, that's all we need right there. Mechanism. Yep. That's that's the most important part. So, uh, I think every every week we're gonna keep on adding vertebrae or half of vertebrae um, until we have an actual skeleton, and then we'll start adding some ligaments, some tendons, uh, if we're gonna bring it back to physical therapy. Um, but yes, so I think that was it from from the checkup from last week. Yeah. So, Bob, what are you thinking for this next week going forward? Mm, that's a that's a great question. Um, I don't know. I, I wasn't thinking about this before coming on. Um, but what I want to do is, like I said, one, reach out to those email people uh, and follow up with them. Um, number two, I want to create another offer. So uh, I think last week I talked about me creating an offer uh, for my acupuncture clinic. Um, I, I sent some traffic over, some some ads. I sent. I ran some ads, sent some traffic there was around like an 8% opt-in rate. So people were giving me their emails, but not many people were taking that email or taking the, the gift certificate from that email and coming to the clinic. So next week I want to create a whole new offer for, for the, the clinic, for the acupuncture clinic and see if it'll work better. Right. So what was the offer you gave them? So my offer, um, I don't know if I conveyed it well, in my advertisement so my head my headline for my advertisement was get over 290 dollars worth of free stuff um and learn more and then there was this whole text copy but but the offer 
that I gave was one free initial eval, one free acupressure session, um, a free ebook on fitness, uh, seven days boot camp on wellness and health and fitness. Um, I think there was one more, but but those four things that was my offer, uh, and and it was free as long as they gave their email. And they they were able to come into the clinic and and redeem those things. Um, yeah, maybe I think an email that I think I'd sign up for that. Yeah, I think I just need to adjust the messaging a little bit better. And yeah, I mean, I think you know, simplicity is key with a lot of it. I think people are people get nervous and anytime they see a lot of text that they can't fully understand. So simplicity, getting your message out there nice and easy, is pretty key. Yeah. Um, Yes. So, so usually if, if something doesn't work when you're trying to sell something online, it's usually because the offer isn't really good or it doesn't, you're, you're not getting the message across that your offer is of value to the customer. So is this free initial eval and free ear acupressure session worth me driving 20 minutes to the clinic looking for parking and actually getting, getting it for free? Um, does that make sense? Yeah. So I, I need to try to try to portray this in a way that's that's in the customer's eye that is more valuable for them than whatever they're sacrificing, and that's basically everything with sales, right? You're trying to to convey the thing you have, whether it's going to the movies or or going to a certain restaurant, is more important than what they currently have, which is AKA their, their time that they're spending at home by themselves. Does that make sense? Yeah. It's, it's not just the cost of the monetary value, but it's the opportunity cost of what else could you be doing with that time. Yes, that's it. Um, so that's what I want to do. I want to I redo it a little bit more uh, and see if I could get more people to opt in. One good thing, though, is so I ran ads to it. I spent around, I guess, 150 on ads. Yep. And a person came in without... There you go. A person came in without um, without the coupon act, without the the coupon from the email, but they came in and they bought a package for around uh, like two hundred dollars ish. So nice. that was, I guess, my first online sale for 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 the clinic. So I'm pretty happy about that. Um, so yeah. Well, it's a good good early affirmation, and keep up the hard work. Keep adjusting, and keep learning, and keep getting after it. Yeah, that, that's something this podcast has really helped me is keeping me accountable to adjust and check and adjust. So that's yeah, what I want to do. I think that's important. Um, important for everybody is to not only take action and say, oh, did it work? Did it not work? But take every opportunity as true learning experience and really reflect on with anything you're doing in life. What approach are you taking? How can you refine that? How can you make that just a little bit better, a little bit more effective? And remembering that just because you try something once, twice, or three times, it might be a good strategy, but you just need repetition to get it out there. Definitely. Do you want to set some goals for the book for next week? I like it, Bob. Okay. Do you want to get the outline of section two of chapter one? So, or, or no, nope, I said that wrong. Let's keep, yeah, let's yeah reverse that. What what were you gonna say? Yes, the, the outline of section one, chapter two. 
Yeah, so the next chapter, yes. I like that. Get that outline going, one more vertebrae on that. Yeah, we'll spend another 20 minutes, and then if we stack up 20 minutes for a year, it'll come together eventually. <laughs> yep. 20 minutes at a time for busy people, so hey, if we can do it, anybody else can. Yeah. Are you going to California before our next recording? That depends when we do our next recording. So we'll talk after this, Bob. Um, but yeah, going out to the um, my clinic out in California. I am incredibly pumped for it. It's going to be some beautiful weather out there. Going to meet some amazing people. And really, really honored for the opportunity to work for some veterans to help provide healing. Okay. Also, as a side note, before we end, I realized that we can add an intro to this to this podcast. Do you want to do you want to talk about what kind of intro that, that that you want to include? So let's set well, let's set that as a goal for next week to talk about that intro as well. Okay, so, so but basically, it's just going to be one of us recording our voice, and then I I have that audio file, and then I'm going to put it in front of every podcast episode with with a jingle. Um, we could talk about it. Let, let's have it by next week. Uh, so if yeah. next week you hear a jingle, at the intro, <laughs> like. If you hear a jingle in the intro, that means we did our goal. All right. This is exciting. Do you have anything else you want to add, Nick? No. Keep reflecting, keep adjusting, and always, always keep learning. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Thank you for listening to Manifest Mindset.